In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Hey! It's Warhorse and you need to shut your mouth, open your eyes, and clean out your ears, because it's time to listen to the Raw and Order podcast. That's right, they're bringing you the best in all that meaty podcasty goodness in one, what is it, an hour, two, who cares, who gives a shit, you need to listen to it right now, or else Warhorse is gonna, I don't know, roll your ass! That's it. Welcome to another episode of Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet, hosted by me. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? It's not all about you, bud. But it is. It's it's true. It's the truth. Is the it's truth about the green M and M? It is truth. Uh, no JLB this week because What's... he's fucking going off to Mexico. Can't go with little sleep because he needs to be awake to ride on a plane. What's your favorite flavor of M&M? M&M, M&M. Um, I, I, I got to be like, you're talking flavor like peanut and peanut butter. You know, no, that? I mean the, the candy coating. Like the candy coating? Like, uh, there's no difference. I know there's not. I'm just asking I, you I, what your favorite is. And my point, and my thing is, I have no favorite because um, I, while I am OCD and separate them into colors. Yeah, it's, I, I it's, eat them in separate colors. Yeah. It's it's not about I got I got to eat the green last because it's my favorite. In fact, what I do, I separate them and I eat them from least to most, right? So when I open a bag, if there's only like three reds and there's five blues and whatever, then the three reds are the ones I eat first. Wow. Yes. That's that's just the way my little brain works. See, and I, I, I shoot for balance if I do that. So mm-hmm. if there's three reds and five blues, I'm gonna eat two blues and then I'm gonna start having one of each. Yeah, see, and I see so yeah, I, I call the herd down until it's just the majority left. That being said, I do not on M&Ms, but on other colored candies like Skittles, I'm big on pears. And so I'll make it so first they're down to just even numbers. So if there's three, I eat one of them and then it leaves two left. And I'm okay. But do you mix unmatching flavors? Because in Skittles it does matter. Skittles, it doesn't matter. Nope, I, I do the same. I separate. I segregate them out. Sometimes I will eat all of one flavor at a time. Like right now, I'm going to eat all the orange in my hand. But Anyway. Um, anyways, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're going to talk this week in professional wrestling. Some news happened. Uh, some news didn't happen. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be the primary focus. Mm-hmm. What didn't uh, happen. Yeah. And so we will definitely talk about that. Um, we're also going to, at some point, interrupt our program because 
I got some cards. For the first time in a couple months, I'm the one who started the card opening trend, and then I couldn't find any fucking cards around me. Yeah, I didn't so even I saw go these... look recently because I was just like, I'm not being the only one who does this. Yeah, so um, this is Select, which apparently is higher than Prism. Does the O stand for Oink? Uh, it stands for Omaha. So, thanks for noticing my hat. I went to a Omaha Storm Chasers baseball game on Friday. The the place where I am employed had a employee appreciation night where uh, all of the employees, if they wanted to, could show up at, could get tickets to the Omaha Storm Chasers, uh, which is a minor league baseball team. Uh, the is that the, formerly the Royals? Formerly the Royals. They they still are the feeder system for the Royals. They just apparently they just decided they it. needed to have a real name other than just calling themselves the Omaha Royals. Yeah. Um, but they apparently earlier this year, and maybe they do it every year, not sure. Now that game's uh, not in Omaha, though. That's in Papillion, right? Yeah, it's in Papillion now. That's uh, uh, Warner. It's weird. Park. It's weird. Anyway, well, I mean, it's, Sorry. It's, it's all fucking the same now, but anyways. Um, but uh, but they did have, earlier this year, uh, I want to say about a month ago, late August, uh, they had a, a what-if game where uh, they their whole thing was, what if the Omaha Storm Chasers were actually the Omahogs? And so they all wore uniforms based on the Omahogs, which um, I don't hate. I don't hate that. I don't hate it either. Um, I, th- I think it's I think it's fucking adorable. Um, now, I did find out the backstory. Omahogs is a nickname that the Arkansas Razorbacks uh, have adopted because they make it to the College World Series so often here in Omaha and have won it quite a few times. So they call themselves the Omahogs. Um, uh, but I thought, I thought that's fucking adorable. So I picked up a hat. It also, I'm going to point out, it's the first time in 20 plus years I have a fitted hat. This is not a flex fit. This is not a snapback. Ooh. This is just flat out fitted. Uh, uh, and I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I fucking hate snapbacks. Um, I hate adjustable hats. Uh, the flex fit it or fitted only way to go, in my opinion. Anyways, uh, but yes, we will talk all about that. Um, talk all about uh, what didn't happen and then the things that did happen. Uh, so let's just get it all started right off the bat. The thing that didn't happen Commercial was break. <laughs> in anything, anything like uh, fucking Bray Wyatt showing up or anyone, right? Or anybody, yeah, yeah. Any, fact, anything along the lines, nothing. So nothing here's happened. my proposal. What if this is a troll and WWE just doesn't want to admit that it's not them? Um, no, because it, the uh, the QR codes point to a WWE.com address. But is it is it, it was the QR code? And I'm just asking because I I didn't pay that close of attention. Is the QR code White Rabbit WWE.com? 
Um, if there's not a space of some type there, if there's not a no, it's WWE.com slash whatever. Okay. Well, damn it. Um, then yeah, they gotta so, own it. Yes. Uh, I think it would have been an awesome troll. In fact, I kind of want to go to an AEW event with a QR giant QR code. Yeah. Well, and here here's the other reason we know that it wasn't uh, that it's not just a fan trolling. Because the QR code appeared in backstage segments, too. Like when they were backstage oh. interviewing Kevin Owens or someone, you'd see you know, on the wall behind him, very purposefully framed behind him, there's a QR code. Um, or there's a monitor with a QR code displayed on it or something. This is even the year for us to do that trolling. Mm-hmm. October 30th is a Sunday this year. 10.30 on t- at 10.30. Just mm-hmm. the link straight to our Twitch. God, that'd be so cool. Anybody going to a WWE or AEW show in the next oh, I, um, I, three weeks? I am going to say up. this. Um, I, I would love for them to do it. That's great. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, I guarantee you, guarantee you, WWE security is on top of any QR code that's not there. Yes. Um, Because this is 100% marketing, they don't want anyone to uh, co-opt their marketing. Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. Mm -hmm. I would precisely steal it. Be like, hey, go to us. So. Yeah. But if if you can pull it off, you know, we'll give you a QR code to our plate to our show. But it uh yeah, it just one hundred percent anyways, the first QR code we talked about before went to uh a page that had a thing and ended up saying nine dot twenty three, right? Which yeah. most which likely nothing. We, we all Said, oh, that's that's Friday the twenty third, nine twenty three. Um, the uh, the second code happened at SmackDown, uh, and the whole thing with it—you went to a game, a little game you played, and when you fi- finished the game, uh, it led you to a page that showed you coordinates, and people figured out if you enter those coordinates like that in. Google Maps, it takes you to the arena that m- this coming Monday's Raw is going to be at. Edmonton. Edmonton Arena, yep. And uh, and specifically, not just Edmonton, somewhere in Edmonton, but the arena. The arena, yes. In Edmonton. Um, I, I am going to say now that I am betting money. Oh, uh, there, there's, there's another reason we're certain that it's WWE. And that is that they've released merch for White Rabbit. Um, well, I mean, why not capitalize on everybody following that? Them? That features the actual like images from the White Rabbit things: the "Who Killed the World?" You did the Hangman, the White Rabbit, all of that stuff. High quality. It's not just ripped from the video. Uh, it's all their marketing. And again, like I said, 
the WWE.com slash White Rabbit or whatever it was. I can't find the exact one. But it was a WWE.com address. So we're certain that this is a marketing something. I'm not complaining, right? My my uh, We're intrigued I, for the first time in a while with WWE. What I am 100% certain on, though, is that um, we're not going to get an answer on Monday. I don't care what the fucking coordinates it says. What we're going to get on Monday is another QR code with another something or other. And... Yes, I do think. And I do think because uh, what I am 90% certain is we're not going to see the answer to who the White Rabbit is or what the White Rabbit is, whatever you want to say, until Saturday, October 8th, 2022. And why at WWE Extreme Rules. What do you think that? I think the final clue is going to come on that Friday, and it's going to be... A, a, I think we're going to get some bigger and bigger clues over the next two weeks, but that Friday before it, is going to be the final clue. Yeah, but they and didn't even run the other clue on on nine twenty three at twenty three minutes. Um, because it accidentally got spoiled earlier in the day. Some fuckhead at marketing posted the uh, QR code early. Oh, well, um, that would do that. Yeah, that would but also, I'm going to point out there was a lot of speculation about the nine twenty three at nine twenty three p.m. Um, but I went back and I rewatched the thing. And it, it actually never did the 9.23 as a time. It only did 9.23. No, it, it does the colon, too. I, I, I watched it again, and... Oh, they changed it, then. It, well, either they changed it, or this is... this is Because it was flashing back head. and forth between them, too. Um, no. Because I verified when you guys told me that. And I'm saying I watched it again, and... I, you know, anyways, it doesn't matter. My point is, in the end... It got spoiled earlier in the day, but the only thing that they... They never promised anything, but the only thing for certain that they were saying was it would happen on Friday. <clears throat> and it did. The next clue happened on Friday. And so I'm betting on Monday we get another clue. And they'll get bigger and they'll get more specific, right? But I don't think we'll get the final reveal until Extreme Rules. Really? Yep. I don't think it's going to happen. I think whatever's going to happen is, is at most, we're going to get a thing saying, you know, extreme rules, you'll follow me down the whole rabbit hole, you know, we'll see what happens in extreme rules. Uh, maybe silhouette shit, you know, backstage stuff where you see crazy stuff happen, maybe, but, but not like actual reveal until extreme rules. I, I, either way, I'm, it's the most excited we've been since the Firefly Funhouse, mm-hmm. which enough. does say something. Which does say something for him. Yeah, I guess I was a little bit excited on the Roman return, which was technically after the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, but but anyways but that's just to get that out of the road that was the disappointment but at the same point once once i knew they weren't revealing him at smackdown i knew that they're going to drag this out to at least extreme rule um 
And of course, why not? Mm-hmm. I, well, yeah. I mean, the whole thing is, it's all about trying to draw attention to their pay-per-views. Yes. And Extreme Rules is in Philadelphia. Correct. Uh, so, you know, they, they there can be clues involving the Liberty Bell, you know, uh, follow me down the hole and, and you'll be freed. Things like that. Smarks thinking it out. I just, I, I would have liked to have seen, even with somebody leaking it earlier in the day, I would have liked to have seen somebody. Well, here's here's where, here's where uh, they probably didn't have control over it. Do you know what happened at exactly 923 on commercial Friday? Break. A commercial break, which yeah. they don't have control over. There was a network commercial break. Oh boy, I thought they had I thought they had particular times. Well, my point is they don't have control over when those particular times is the network does. So this is why I don't think they ever meant it to be interpreted at 923. Because they would have known in advance that 923 was the time that they would be taking a commercial break. So TikTok. TikTok. Um, uh, other than that, you know, Raw, Raw was Raw. We had Bobby Lashley beat uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, the big surprise with that is Seth Rollins tried to do the stomp, and Bobby Lashley was just like, nah. That didn't happen. Yeah, that was, that was really actually pretty cool. <laughs> that was really cool. I was like, yeah, nah. Nah. You nah. Ain't, you ain't nah. Nope. No. no. What? No. No. No stomps here. Nope. No stomp. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Austin Theory is what it is. This one at least did not feature an Austin Theory beatdown. Um, because it featured uh Johnny Gargano preventing. Austin Theory from cheating to win, which then allowed Owens to get the win. Um, but still, Austin Theory, Vince going bye-bye has not been good for Austin Theory. No. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't even know how they do the cash-in for him. Like, this is one of the more confusing setups. Because yeah. they have to keep him relevant because he's got the case. Well, about the only thing, he, here's what I, I wonder, right? Kevin Owens' whole thing with Austin Theory was, you have all the, the things you need to become a superstar. What you don't have is, for lack of a better term, grit. He used different terminology and everything. But yeah. uh, you need to stop worrying so much about what... Uh, what's been handed to you and start worrying about what you can take or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, and I kind of wonder if we're not going to eventually see a mentor mentee relationship, Kevin Owens leading him to the promised land. Maybe. But 
Um, uh, brawling brutes versus the street profits. I got to be honest, I not nothing against any of these people, but I was like, nah, I didn't care. Well, the, so there lies the second piece to that: not having a payoff on on nine twenty three. People are sitting there. Um, well, and this was this was on Raw, so. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry. So it was well, before the, the payoff. The, same, the 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 story still stands. If you don't have a payoff, people sit there and they're waiting for that payoff. And yeah. right, here we go. the The QR code took you to www.wwe.com slash come with me. Okay, so it was a WWE. Uh-huh. Um. Judgment Day versus Matt Riddle and Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Again, shiny object, man. Like, you know, I I was thinking while watching. I don't know if it's this match or it was last week's Judgment Day match. Um, I really think if if we're gonna have heel Finn Balor wearing that new outfit that they have him in. You know, the one with the uh, um, purple sash. Um, They should really have him occasionally use the purple sash to cheat, right? Get the ref distracted, he pulls it around, chokes people with it. Things like that. I think, because otherwise it's just like, hey, great, you've got a purple bandana hanging out of your butt you know what it it looks like a liability to me whereas if he turns it into something that he uses yeah or let's say say it's an extreme rules match at extreme rules uh he pulls it out uh to tie someone into the 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 ropes at one point or the ring post or something like that so they can't get out i suppose um, Bailey actually wrestled a match versus Alexa Bliss. They're telling an interesting story with that. I think uh, it. I feel like yeah, it's. I don't care lead... that I beat Bianca. Well, what I really I feel what's gonna it's gonna lead to is heal Alexa again. Really? Because they they made a big deal well, about pretend how pretend a little fantasy booking here. Mm-hmm. How how are you doing that? Um, I don't, I, here's the, I, I don't know if they're going to do it the way I want them to do it. What I think they're doing, the story they told in this match is Alexa getting more vicious and starting to do some of the more old heel Alexa, Alexa stuff, uh, the dark Alexa, but, but not the fiend Alexa. Thing. So her social I had somebody post, I miss Fiend Alexa or Dark Alexa or whatever. Mm-hmm. And her response, she actually responded to it and she said, so do I. Yeah. No, I know that's not a lot, but it's something. Yeah. But like the, that, like she was, she was doing the non-face moves, uh, being methodical, targeting an arm, you know, all of those things. Um and and so what I what I would like to see them do is go back to Goddess Alexa, you know, uh, bitchy, mean girl, uh, will take advantage of any little 
injury you might have or any little weakness you might show. Um, and I yeah. feel like that's what they're they're kind of doing too. You think that's where that's headed then? I feel like it, yes. Um, which would in in and of itself deal with a heel turn of Alexa on the other faces in her group, the Bianca Belair, the Oscar. Um, what if what if the White Rabbit is literally just Alexa going back to feed character? Thing is, I it, I can't say it won't be. I don't want it to be. I don't want Fiend Alexa. I want Bad Girl Alexa. Yeah, I want I want Coffee Shop Alexa. I, I want Pre Coffee Shop Alexa. I want manipulative I want, bitchy. I want Mean Girl Alexa. I want I want the girl who will say nice things to your face and then say mean things. You're you're your talking face. you're talking. Nia Jax um, user Alexa. Yes. Fucking Alexa Bliss circa 2018. Fair enough. I understand wanting any any amount of Alexa. In terms of character, she's stronger than most. And so she can carry a storyline very, very well. Uh, in fact, support character is not her role. Like, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Alexa Bliss versus Bailey at Extreme Rules in, what was it, 2017? Uh, the kendo stick match where Alexa was able to beat up on uh, Bailey because Bailey was too nice to use a kendo stick on her. Yeah. That's, that's the era of Alexa Bliss I want. Um,. Fair enough. I also, since we are talking women's wrestling, and I'm not going to go to AEW because that will be a big talking point today. Um, but I, I am curious. Where the fuck is she? Charlotte. Um, like, I'm not disappointed that she's not around because I don't much care for her. But I don't care for the character she is. And I feel like that's who she is in real life. Yeah, no, I I think that's a lot of it. Um, I think I mean part of it was I, that she was taking time off because of her her marriage. Um, Correct, but he's been off and on on AEW. Yes, but off and on on AEW, um, not but it's mostly off. Yeah, less travel and mostly off, like. I think it, I, I'd have to look it up on Cage Match, but in the last month he's been at the the show uh, like twice, maybe, uh, maybe three times, may, maybe, maybe even. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's uh, anything specific that they're saying. Oh. Uh, they wrote her off on storyline saying that she broke her arm in the WrestleMania I Quit match. Um, oh. But She's been there more recently than WrestleMania, hasn't she? Nope. Is that her last appearance? Holy shit. Boy, I don't even remember addressing that. I'm not saying they didn't. I'm just saying it obviously wasn't a very big deal to talk about it. 
talked about it at the show and said how oh oh she's she's going she got Ronda Ronda Rousey broke her arm and then yeah because she's not officially listed as injured uh so it's it's entirely a kayfabe injury she's just off doing her stuff um but yeah no i just i just want to see old school bitchy mean girl alexa bliss back that's the alexa i want to i see. can't say that i blame you for that um, and my my worry, I'll have to, I'll be honest. My worry is that they are leading up to Fiend Alexa coming back. That this all is a red herring for Bray coming back, and it's really just going to be Fiend Alexa. And uh, not that I hated Fiend Alexa, it just wasn't what I wanted, right? Yeah, well, it it wasn't done well. Nothing, nothing fiend related has been done well recently. But so, moving on to SmackDown. Yes, we've already talked about the uh, the white rabbit in the room that wasn't in this particular room. The uh, best oh. thing, yeah, the best thing on SmackDown, in my opinion. <clears throat> was uh, actually, oddly enough, them opening with a 20-minute promo in the ring. Normally, I fucking hate that. Um, yeah, but it was Sammy Zayn getting his own shirt. But yeah, it was Sammy getting his own shirt. But what was really great is it, it was, was... Jay. Well, it was it was all built up with this tension. And Roman on the mic saying, what are, what are you doing wearing our shirt, man? Take it off. Take off yeah. the bloodline shirt, man. I don't want to ever see you wearing that bloodline shirt again. Take it off. And when when you know, Sam was like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to take it off. I'm like, and uh, just Jay coming up, just ripping it off. And Sammy's saying, "What? What's going on?" Just, I don't want to wear see you wearing that shirt anymore because they got you your own shirt and tosses over a shirt. This is honorary Oost. That was great. Well done. Way to make a heel a face, man. So the whole great. thing is very face. Yes. And, and in the same same one, he had uh, a solo um, yeah. acknowledge him. Same yep. promo. Same promo. It was great. It was well done. Uh, Liv Morgan versus Lacey Evans. It was what it was. I don't think you there's know. much investment in Lacey Evans right now. Well, there, that's the deal. There, there isn't because they brought her back as a heel, and then they tried to turn her face on Raw, and then they said, "Nah, we're gonna make her a heel on SmackDown," and then they didn't do anything with her. Um, but uh, the 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 storyline that they're telling with Mor- Liv Morgan is that she needs to have the killer instinct, right? And so to show that she could do it after beating Lacey Evans in the ring, she threw her on the outside, put her on a table, and then did a dive off the top rope through the table sent on. Uh, And that shows that I can be extreme, which you know what that means. It's going to be a tables match. 
Live you gonna be a table, just pure pure tables match? Um, it. I don't think they're gonna go to to, to full on TLC. Uh, with I think her. it'll just be a tables match. I think it'll just be a tables match. It, they might make it an extreme rules match to just include tables in it, but I think tables is probably the way they're going. I think uh, tables is the smart move, actually. I uh, because it allows you to keep resilient live. Here, here's the reason I'm I'm skeptical on tables matches, and this is. It's going to sound worse than I mean it. Women's tables matches have a hard time being convincing because they have a hard time breaking the tables sometimes. You know, if the tables aren't gimmicked properly, just based purely on mass, they sometimes have a hard time breaking through those tables. And then the match looks weaker because instead of seeing these wonderful table shattering spots we just see these you know hits and um that's why i worry about a tables match exclusively whereas an extreme rules match can have kendo shots in it and can have other things and and whatever uh to to make up for the potential that the table just doesn't break well i I think you just i think you I think you set yourself up to to redo if you have to. Like Rhonda goes flying into the table, and if she doesn't break the table, then of course she. Uh... Well, no, I mean I get that, and and that and that's how they do matches normally, but it's still if a person has to go two takes to break through a table. It makes them look weaker than the person who throws a person through a table in one try. Well, I think what they're going to probably do is some type of like attempted spear. But maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, it's New Day versus Maximum Male Models. Um, they they did more teasing of uh, Max potentially. Yeah, leaving the maximum male models. Um, whatever. Braun Strowman versus Otis. Unlike the, the sad thing with this is, unlike previous weeks where Braun Strowman seemed to just manhandle Otis, he really kind of looked like he struggled to get Otis up for the powerbomb this time. Uh, so maybe I don't know. I I'm I'm over Braun already because they've booked him so again dominant that okay, well what's the realistic beat for this guy? Uh-huh. Okay. And that, that sounds messed up. That sounds like I don't believe that Braun could win a match. No, I believe it. I just don't. You know, like, I don't don't believe that others would. Then you had Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross brawling. Great. I mean, this will probably be, uh, because it's going to be a a strap match, I believe, leather strap match. Um, 
it'll be a decent match in the end, I think. I, I This isn't the first time McIntyre's done a strap match, I, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, so, he'll pull out a decent match. Karrion Cross is good enough to do it. I, I almost, with, with uh, Drew McIntyre's sword gimmick, I almost would have preferred to see a kendo stick match with them, but, you know. Just do a sword match. Yeah, just seriously. Whoever Fuck yeah. Off the other one's arm. <laughs> uh, Raquel Rodriguez versus Dakota Kai. Um, ended up with uh, damage control fighting everyone. Shotzi had to come down to save. Yeah, that's also a weird little function. Like Shotzi suddenly... Good girl? Well, I think they realized heel Shotzi wasn't working and that people fucking loved it when she came out in the tank and they're just forgetting that uh, the tank... Reportedly, they're traveling the tank. There's supposedly a tank there, but then they decide to make her do a run-in. You can't do a run-in driving in a tank, you know? Well, you could, but just doesn't play as well. And then you had the main event, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, Brawling Brutes versus the Usos. We haven't done anything to establish the Brawling Brutes. We have, but we haven't. Not in the tag division. Yeah. But But so, before we get to AEW, though, I'm going to open some packs. You open, open those packs. One I will pack, open two packs. Dose packs now and then more packs later because two packs. six packs in a box. Which two should I open first? Uh, 21, apparently. 21, so. She, she's not here, so. Number two and number one. I wouldn't know which one you actually did. I would know. Just saying, you could lie if you want. Okay, well, these look a lot like the prisms. So, okay, are they Panini brands? Brand Panini or? brand, yep. Okay. So we will start off with number one. A Grayson Waller. Yeah, well, who the fuck is this? Yes, I know who Grayson Waller is. Number two, this is a good one. One Diamond Dallas Page. Now, is that a special edition? Other than that, you know, he's nope. just okay. a regular card. DDP. Okay. One. Randall Keith Horton. Randall Keith. Randall, Randall Keith. And then my chase card for this pack. I'm trying to think what they call these. Let me see what this would be called. I think it's a prism, but I'm not sure. This might be a tiger prism. 
JC Jane. Jane. One member of the Toxic Attraction. Mm-hmm. And then pack numero dos. We've got Brock. Brock Lesnar. We've got Biggie Big e. in the middle of a big splash. We've got Matt, a card that makes me want to find my lighter. Fucking Jerry Lawler. Uh, Fucking hell. And then I I I think I have to change we have to look up because I, I can't tell for certain whether this is the orange prism. I'm gonna say it's the orange prism, but it also kinda looks like a tiger prism. So I'm not sure. <laughs> Of the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Gotta love DiBiase. Oh, fucking, 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 fucking Lawler. Hate him. I'm sorry, man. You okay? Fucking angry. Fucking Lawler. Anyways, let's move you're, on. You're going to be okay? Or, I'm or... going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. I'll destroy that card and I'll be fine. You don't have to destroy it, man. No, I do. I do. I really do. I mean, you can give it to somebody else. No. No. This is like, this is like when you have the Necronomicon in your hands, right? You don't have to to open it for yourself. You could give it to somebody else, but that's just moving the evil down the road. Better just to destroy it. Remove it from this planet. I apparently have not watched the right nerd show. Uh, that's Evil Dead. Or almost any Cabin in the Woods type movie. Okay. The Necronomicon is what... Necronomicon. Yes. Trigger, triggers all the bad stuff happening. Anyway, AEW Dynamite Grand Slam Part 1. Um, this was the uh, big event. We had almost all the titles on defense in one show. Uh, some of them were in defense on Part 2, which was Rampage. Um, but so, uh, but big, big news for it. All sorts of fun. Now, we will talk about uh, AEW as a whole because there's news coming out of AEW that um, paints it a little negatively. We'll use that phrase. Okay. Uh, but night one of Grand Slam, the Tournament of Champions, you started off the show with Ring of Honor World Championship Current world champion Claudio Castagnoli versus challenger Chris Jericho. And 
to, I think, everyone's surprise, including my own. I thought there was no chance that they weren't going to keep it on Claudio. Yeah, you thought that's what we got is no chance. No chance. That's what you got. But no, Chris Jericho is now the Ring of Honor world champion. And I've seen a lot of people talking about it. I even put out a response video on TikTok about it. Uh, because pe- people are pissed. People are angry. Uh, because Claudio is the, the big favorite of all the wrestling fans. And they think it's uh, such an affront to Ring of Honor to have a sports entertainer as their champion. And that's the whole fucking point, people. Ring, yeah, of, I mean... Ring of Honor is all about pure champ, pure wrestling, pure wrestling, all this stuff. And <clears throat> now you have a sports entertainer as your champion, right? Oh, man, that's the best heel work you could possibly have. And Claudio will b- win it back eventually, or someone else. Maybe, fuck, maybe they'll bring Gresham back in to rewin it, you know? Um, but what? whoever wins it will be a wrestler, not a sports, sports entertainer. entertainer. That's going to be the storyline they're telling. On top of that, th- this is something that I kind of pointed out in the video um, it, Ring of Honor is trying to get a TV deal. Tony Khan is working hard to get a TV deal for Ring of Honor, right? And do you know what helped them a lot getting a TV deal the first time around? Chris Jericho mm. is champion. And it comes down to simply this. Networks want know to who see- he is. Yeah, want to see someone they know as a marketable name. And no offense to Claudio Castagnoli, he's not a marketable name. He'd be slightly more marketable under the Cesaro name if he was able to use it, but he's not. Um, Correct. So to market this show, they need names they recognize. Now... I personally think Ring of Honor took a big hit uh, with CM Punk, the whole CM Punk thing, because I do think there was probably plans to move CM Punk over to the Ring of Honor brand uh, at some point to try to bring all of that to Ring of Honor. You know what I mean? Because he's he's a marketable name. Uh, But like Daniel Garcia... As pure champion, that's not a marketable name for the networks. So they they don't care that he might be the best pure wrestler in the world today. He's not a name they recognize. They recognize Chris Jericho. They probably recognize Samoa Joe. Both of them had high-profile name uh, runs in WWE under those names to win fans and, and all that stuff. This is all marketing there. But on top of it, what better way to build heel heat for a Ring of Honor champion than for them to be the sports entertainer? That's better than him being sports entertainer in AEW. 
AEW was always known as kind of the quirky, weird wrestling thing. But uh, Ring of Honor has been the pure wrestling. You do the code of honor. You shake hands before each match. You shake hands afterwards. It's all about work rate. It's all about this. And then you have fucking Chris Jericho as your champion. This this storyline writes its fucking self. True. I would agree with that. Um, so, while I did not think that this was what they were going to do, as soon as they did it, I was like, yeah, this fucking makes sense. Right. And it now would not surprise me if we saw news of a a uh, TV deal come out sooner rather than later. No, it, it, I wouldn't even be surprised if if they were told this is going to be like I would like to do a TV deal, but we don't even you guys don't even have somebody we recognize. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we got we got Claudio Castagnoli. Ah, uh, yeah, I I don't know who that is. Oh, uh, but we got we got we we, we got Chris Jericho. Oh, you oh, guys hear Chris Jericho? Is he your champion? N- n- no. Or should I say, lay champion? Mm-hmm. But but he can be soon. Yeah. Let me. I mean, here's the deal, right? Looking down the roster for, for AEW, um, if you're trying to market Ring of Honor to networks, um, uh, we already mentioned Chris Jericho. That's a big name. Um, Samoa Joe, big name. But like going down, like Adam Cole, while he's a, a relatively big name, he was never on the main roster in WWE. He's big to you and I. He's not He's big to, to most the wrestling network, fans. The most wrestling fans, yeah. But to networks, no. no. Billy Gunn might be if the the network happens to be a fifty year old wrestling fan. Um, That's harsh, but true. I mean, Brian Danielson might. Um, because his name is close enough to what he wrestled in WWE as, so there's a bit of that. Christian Cage, potentially, because he had a WWE run under the name Christian, a TNA run under Christian Cage, um, so he might be someone, uh, that can actually bring network names in. I said CM Punk, unfortunately, that's Probably not happening now. Um, just scrolling to try to see if there's anyone else. I mean, even even John Moxley didn't wrestle in WWE under the name John Moxley. So, in terms of network recognition, doesn't really do much. Um, True. Yeah, I mean, I think we're. We're kind of to the end of those, you know, for, for a company that everyone loves to make fun of saying that they just sign former WWE guys. I mean, Big Show, maybe. Possibly, yeah. We go we go over to, to the women's division. Athena didn't wrestle under that name in WWE. 
And she wasn't treated like a really big star, so. Uh, Madison Rain. Mostly TNA, you know, still not a huge star. Uh, Paige Van Zandt in the women's roster because of her MMA. Explosion. Which also is a good setup for Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So, uh, maybe Tony Storm for her brief main roster run. But no, that's that's really about it. And so, you know, they're trying to do everything they can to get that network deal. And Chris Jericho's the best way to do it. Second match of the far night. Off. Second match of the night, though. Acclaimed versus Swerve in Our Glory. Swerve in Our Glory, the AEW World Tag Champions. This is the rematch from their uh, all-out match. And second match in a row and new, the Acclaimed. Yeah. Which is another surprise. I, I wasn't sure they were going to pull the trigger on it. So, uh, But they are. Pretty... Not only are they, they have. Yeah, they did. But they, but they are, meaning the Acclaimed, probably the most over tag team in professional wrestling. Currently. You know, fucking everybody loves the acclaim. Everybody. Uh, All Atlantic Championship. Pac, the champion, defending against Orange Cassidy. This one got a lot of people heated. A lot of people heated. Maybe even you. Didn't really talk to you too much about it, but. Uh, Orange Cassidy lost based on Pac cheating. He was able to uh, hit Orange Cassidy in the face with the timekeeper's hammer in a way that the ref couldn't see it. And then throw him back in and hit the black arrow for the win. Uh, Bad guys do bad guy things. Yeah, some people were absolutely pissed. There's a person I follow on TikTok. uh, He goes by my wrestling opinion, MWO. Um... Uh, we agree on lots of stuff. He did a really great video about his frustrations. I responded, here's the thing. This program isn't over. Bad guys do bad guy stuff, and it's almost always to set up the triumphant good guy. Thing. Good guy overcoming, yep. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where that's headed. That Yeah, this is headed to probably at the next pay-per-view, which should be full gear. Uh, Orange Cassidy getting the victory over Pac. Um they're setting it up based on this. The whole thing is Pac saying that Orange Cassidy can't hang with him. Pac saying, you know, you're not good enough to wrestle me. Uh, and then showing in this match. Not only could he hang with Not him. only could, but that Pac could not win without cheating. Correct. Um so I, I I don't have a problem with that. I'm yeah. not that's why I didn't talk about it. Is... The the thing a lot okay. of people pointed out, um they said they kept saying, uh, AW or not AW Orange Cassidy, they have them lose all the time. And so I did I did some looking, I did some digging. In his last twenty total matches, including multi man matches, 
Uh, Orange Cassidy has won, been on the winning side 12 times. 12 out of 20. That's above 50%. So all the time is less than 50% of the time? Less than 50%. It gets better if you uh, extend it down to just singles matches. Out of the last 20 singles matches Orange Cassidy has been in, he's won 14. 14? Um, Doesn't surprise me. So... He's got a well over 50% uh, win ratio, no matter which way you measure it. Well, and you don't want your wrestlers to have like 80, 90% win ratios. No, that's you when don't. you get the John Cena's of the world. That's when you get uh-huh. the uh, the Charlotte Flares. That that does not keep a wrestler over. Exactly. And so, So at the end of the day, I mean, here's the deal. WWE want really, really, really wanted John Cena to stay over forever. And he didn't because he always won. Mm-hmm. So the well, good guy doesn't have anything to overcome if yeah. the good guy's always winning. Yeah. It's it's part of why the obsession with long championship reigns can this, come back yeah. to bite you. Mm-hmm. Because if you're all obsessed with long championship reign, long championship reign, um, eventually it feels like, why is anyone trying? No, it seems like nobody could beat you. You've worn down all of your challengers all and you've your... made them look weaker. Correct. Um, and so shorter still I'm not saying you have to change the belt every week or two, but shorter overall three to six month reigns, uh, I think are more effective because you don't eat through as much of the opposition that way. Correct. Uh you get to keep them all looking stronger. Uh, so that's my thing. But in the end, we are going to see Orange Cassidy win. And then he's going to have a reign that'll last a few months. And he's going to have some big victories during that time. And this will be a bump in the road. Right? Yeah, I mean, he may not win the All-Atlantic Championship. Hawk might lose that in the meantime. Yeah. Orange Cassidy is a character who doesn't need a title for people to be behind, mm-hmm. as evidenced by people who are behind him. Yeah. But I think I think they give him a title. Um just just because I think this is the easiest way to shut people up with the he loses all the time. Have him fucking win the title and then Well and, and that's there's something to be said about the pillars there. Mm-hmm. Because if you can have him be the All Atlantic champion, and Sammy be the um, TNT champion, and MJF be the world champion, all at the same time, now we're talking pillars. But so I just think, I think we need to to remember that AEW is playing the long game. That uh, it always has sometimes too long. Yeah, sometimes maybe too long. You can argue. You can argue they might be getting on too long. But we also already had two championship changes during one night. Uh, you can't just you can't just change all the titles one night. In, yeah, in one week. Yeah, at least not as often as and the reason people are heels as champions is to piss you off. Just to piss you Look off. If that. you're angry, they're doing their fucking job. Yeah. Right? Exactly. 
right? If you're not angry at the heel champion, then they're not doing something right or you're not doing something right. So here's a, I, I pose a question to you because I think you can make it work. I just don't know that Orange Cassidy would make it work. But the lazy, the lazy character, obviously, which is what he is, least amount of work to have the most success, and and will put in a lot more work at random. But um, as a heel, do you see that being a possibility or no? I see it being a possibility, but not near term. I just um, don't see Orange Cassidy carrying that that role. I guess I could, he did on the indies. We saw him be a heel on the indies. Yeah. I I could see him doing it. I just think here, here's the he's too over right now to do it. Uh also AEW is relatively heel heavy. Uh yeah, it's true. And so we need some of the big baby faces to do everything. And that guy is a pure baby face. Um but maybe eventually, I you know it would be it would be great to eventually see the the best friends be a heel faction. Uh, I think that could really work. But but again, we've got enough heel factions right now. We've got enough heels just in general. Uh, we need some really good baby faces. Um, uh, speaking of baby faces, interim world's title. Women's world title match: Tony Storm versus Athena versus Serena Deeb versus Britt Baker. Uh, so obviously Athena and Tony Storm the faces in this. Britt Baker and Serena Deeb the heels. Uh, back and forth, fatal four way. At some point in it, uh, Britt Baker gets busted open. Looks like maybe uh, popping the nose. Um, hopefully not a broken nose again, but you know, part of the biz, right? Um, Tony Storm is able to, uh, retain, retain, continue to be champion. And then afterwards, Britt Baker comes up behind her and attacks her. Uh, it's beating on her. Jamie Hayter runs out. Ew, oh my goodness, is she going to defend Tony Storm? Nope, nope. That's my best friend. And she beats up on Tony Storm with uh, Britt Baker. My best so, friend. so they're still, at least for now, this could still be a swerve in the long run, but for now, they're still on the same team. Uh, but uh, so they're beaten up. The heels are in full effect, beaten up on the faces. And then all of a sudden, music hits. They're. We don't recognize. Yeah. Ooh. Got goosebumps the, th- the third time I watched it. Yeah. First two, it. I was just like, really? Like, like, really? Yep. It's uh, Soraya, formerly known as Paige. As Paige. In AEW, walking out to the ring. Uh, importantly, however. Did not take any bumps. No contact, no bumps, no hits, no anything. Um, reports have it she may not yet be cleared to wrestle. She is at least close to cleared to wrestle, reportedly, but not cleared as of yet. At least that's what the the reports are. So, uh, but Soraya in AEW, uh, big news, big name. Uh, that can definitely help. Uh, 
the AEW women's division. I think people, I, I've said this before, and I'll go on a little rant here. We may be going to commercial break, so if you are a subscriber, you'll see my rant without any commercial. Um, if you are not a subscriber, you may be seeing a commercial starting now. Sorry. Um, but uh, a lot of people dogging on AEW's women's division. I don't think it's as bad as people claim it is. It's not great. But I don't. Everyone thinks it's in the it's in the dumps. Fucking Tony Storm is great as a champion. Um, frankly, I think Thunder Rosa might have held it back a bit. I don't think she was as over as they thought she was, and I think she just got a little bland. But on top of it, the reports of her sandbagging I think hurt. But bringing in Madison Rain as a coach, bringing in Soraya as a coach slash potential wrestler are both big things for developing this women's division. But in the end, you know what would develop the women's division more than anything? You know what would? What? Fucking featuring it on TV more. Oh, I would agree with that. I just didn't yeah. know where you were going there. Just put it on fucking TV. That... Wait, wait. Televised women? Yes. What is this? The 1970s? Yeah, women's lib. What? 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 Um, Women don't belong on television. And so... That, was, that just, was a joke, just so everybody knows. We don't yeah, actually To, feel to be way. clear, we're calling for more women's wrestling on TV. We're calling for them to be treated more equal. Because I'll point out, on this Night of Champions... On AEW, we had precisely one women's match. We had four men's matches. Now, yes, we had tag match, and there's not currently a women's tag championship. But otherwise, there should be a little bit more parity here. I don't know that I don't know that that's a reasonable excuse either. No, I here's the deal is on on this with five matches. I feel like there should have been two women's matches and three men's matches. Yeah, yeah. Just because you put four of them in one match doesn't mean that you actually have two women's yeah. and like multiple women's matches. Mm -hmm. Now, now Rampage did have uh, a women's match, um, and it's only it, it normally only an hour, but Rampage this week was two. So, um. And then the main event for the evening, because we'll get to Rampage after this, the main event for the evening, the Tournament of Champions final for the AEW World Championship, John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. And I think they made the wrong choice. I think that I have heard this rant three times this week, and so I'll let the fans hear it real quick. Yes. I think I think Danielson's the way to fucking go. Uh, this is the one thing I will agree with. MWO on TikTok talked about it. But the best way to reward John Moxley for being the locker room leader that he's been and and everything that he's done uh, to give him his damn vacation to give him his fucking vacation for fuck's sake, right? Let him go on his vacation, 
And Brian Danielson has all the capability of being your world champion and leading us through this time. Uh, he brings the viewers to the... the he is thing. a needle mover, to say the least. Uh, he is a needle mover, yeah. Um, and here's the deal. is One way or another, this is going to be a relatively short championship reign, likely, right? Um, I think we're all pretty much in agreement that MJF is going to cash in his chip at some point, probably in the next couple months, probably at full gear in November, and win the world title, which is fine. I've said I, it before. I, there's a part of me that thinks New York's still going to happen. Possibly. Um, the problem is, here. here's the problem. Okay, actually, real quick, we're going to take a moment... To address uh, one thing here, we had a uh, posture check oh. redemption. Oh, okay. One second. Sitting up. Okay. You good. Okay. Posture. Good. Okay. <laughs> um, Back to leaning. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, fucking. The problem with having him do the redemption in New York is he gets face pop in New York. Yeah, I'm okay with that. E- e- even as the biggest heel in AEW, he gets the face pop. Um, and I I don't think that's the reaction that they need for him winning. They need the reaction for him winning to be putting him over as the biggest heel in the business, which he is. Um, yeah, literally, like this isn't even up for question anymore, exactly. And so, because of that, I think, frankly, uh, I don't know where full gear is expected to be at. Give me one second, let me look it up. But, uh, I mean, if it's Cincinnati, then yeah, that's where you haven't went in. Yeah, I do not believe it's in Cincinnati. Um, and I think, I don't even know if, um, you, you might actually get your wish one way or another. It's in Newark. Oh. Uh, which is effectively New York City. Yeah, well, but, um, but it's also New Jersey. But it's also Jersey. <laughs> so, so, uh, I mean, you want to, that's a pretty easy hate. Yeah. So it, it it might be best of both worlds here, um, but yeah, no, I you get you get all the hate out of him f- for it for redeeming I have no this. Clue what this guy's talking about? Whatever. I'm sorry, man. Welcome back. Literally. Um, I mean, if one of us two bands here, it's permanent, so. Yeah, I'm. Whoops, sorry. All right, moving forward. So Newark, yeah, I mean, I, I if you if you ever had a question about whether or not um, MJF can create heat, that's an easy place to do her for a Long Island kid. Yeah. Do you have anything? You got nothing? Well, I'm, I'm, 
I'm doing doing a check here, and um, I, I have to be honest with you, man. Uh, you're not on our band list in any way, shape, or form. Nobody named Dustin on our band list. Nope. So sorry, but so, hey, welcome. We're we're going to talk yeah. to you about wrestling. So yes, let's talk wrestling. Um, I don't know what joke you might have made. Um. Don't make inappropriate ones, though. Yeah, be nice. Yeah. That's the rule. It's number one rule. Don't be a dick. Ah, meant it was supposed to be in a different chat. Oh, well. So. We're happy to have you here, buddy. Yes, good. Money. Good. Well, hopefully you enjoy wrestling. Yeah, we're, well, right now, we're talking about. We're, right we're now we're talking AEW. AEW, but yes. We will do, we'll talk more WWE a little bit later, I'm sure. Um. But no, he, he's going to be the biggest heel in the business. It doesn't matter whether he wins over Moxley or Danielson. He's going to be the biggest heel. Hell, he can <clears> win <throat> over over uh, Jungle Boy if you wanted to have mm-hmm. Jungle Boy get a win as the transitional champion. Ah. I mean, it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's not even like a bad joke. But, uh... Anyway, moving forward. But so, so here's the deal is I think I think the right choice would have been Brian Danielson win, carries it, puts on some banger defenses against some people, and then uh You fantasy booked this even. Yeah, and then loses it through through heel tactics to MJF. He instantly becomes an even bigger heel in the eyes of the fans. He then spends six months at the top being a chicken shit heel. This fucking books itself, and it doesn't need Moxley. It doesn't. So I I, get, I gave you a perspective, different concept, that you have already told us you didn't like. Um, but that different concept was MJF setting up Moxley with if Moxley sets himself up with like an open challenge and then MJF uh you know Moxley just basically saying man he just keeps coming at me with with powerhouse Hobbs and and WRC and all this and and Brian Danielson goes don't worry man I got you and I know you don't like that, but I still think it works to put the title on Brian Danielson and give Moxley the, the vacation. Um, and yeah. allows you to break up that group, so then you can get yourself an on-screen authority figure in William Regal. Yeah. Uh, my biggest problem with it is it's it's just jumping through a bunch of hoops to fix a mistake that still was you could have just had Brian Danielson win it. Yeah, well, the I mean, and so mistakes already there, so you can't yeah. go back. And, there, there ain't no time machines, brother. There ain't no time uh, machines that we know of. So, <laughs> hey, Doctor Who over here. Yeah. Anyway, um, we did but, have a fan ask us. So, oh, I was clicking on it at the same time it. you did. Yep. Uh, Dustin wanted to know what if Big Show and Mark Henry came back as a tag team in AEW. I'd like well, to see them lose. They're yeah. old. Yeah. Here's the deal. They could do it. They're both there, and they're both reportedly cleared to wrestle. Um, but We're obviously fans of large people, as we are yeah. them. 
But uh, in the end, AEW is best when it's setting up the next generation. Um, and and even even setting up the next generation in terms of making MJF look great, making uh, you know, and and that's what Brian Danielson would do. Um, he, here's the thing. I've said this before. Uh, MJF's weakest is in the ring. Uh, he's his strongest is on the mic and character work, right? And so uh, a person like a Brian Danielson could put him over. The problem with Big Show and uh, Mark Henry is I don't know if they're good enough to put over the young crowd convincingly uh, in losses. You know what I mean? Uh, because, I mean, what are you... We gonna expect that fucking Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara team up and beat fucking Big Show and Mark Henry? Yeah, I think there's something to be said with now. This is the opposite of what I was saying about Braun Strowman that they're booking him too strong in WWE. I think that uh, they uh, AEW needs to not go to the big man indestructible route. I think they have one guy for that, and that's Wardlow right now. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and I think that'll change itself. It's a reason that I uh, frequently said I didn't want to see Braun Strowman in AEW. I, again, I, I think he's, I think he's overbooked right now. Yeah. Right? I, I, I think, I think Braun Strowman. I think sitting has... straight up from a a. World's strongest slam from Otis. Yeah. Needs to my my thing is I, I don't have I don't have that big of a problem with the way he's booked in, in WWE right now. My point is that's why I didn't want him in AEW. Is because you've got fucking Jungle Boy and Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara and I mean even some of your powerhouses like John Silver are still Tiny compared to a Braun Strowman, compared to a Big Show, compared to a Mark Henry. Yeah, yeah, you know? And yeah, I mean, and so I just now reports have it that Captain Insano might be a playable character in the video game. Um, a little bit of Captain Insano would be fun if they if they got the rights from uh, uh, Happy Madison. Apparently, they were able to trademark Captain Insano. Um, Wait, Happy Madison didn't have it trademarked? Apparently it was not trademarked. Or the trademark had expired. I mean, keep in mind, it's been fucking 20 years since. Don't you say that! I am not that old. Uh, oh, you you, you want to feel on. even older? It's like 26 it's like 27 years. years. 27 years. Uh... And still to this day, sometimes I look at my shampoo and conditioner and go, shampoo is better. I go in the hair and make it clean. I even made a Billy Madison joke earlier today about a uh, uh, former co-worker. And uh, my joke was uh, the former co-worker that D.A. Fabe would know. I'm not going to mention my name, but uh, I always treated him nice when we worked with him. Because I knew if there was ever anyone I worked with who was going to show up with an AR-15 and start shooting people, <laughs> um, it was probably going to be him. 
and I wanted to be the guy that uh, he makes it to this cubicle and he looks and sees me and says we're cool. Thanks for the candy. I, 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 want, I want me to be the Steve Buscemi crossing the name off the list for this guy. <laughs> um, you know what? I, it, I shouldn't laugh because if it's the guy I think it is, um, I had to fire that guy at one point. <laughs> so, and I would not be surprised if he comes to this podcast and just watches to fucking be angry at me. But anyway, oh my gosh, yeah. I just back to the what we were talking about though. Her, I I just think Mox was the wrong choice. Um, it would have been better for to Danielson. The storyline can be exactly the same. Um, in the end for how he loses it to, I mean, it's cut and paste, right? Um, I just think, I, I think for the AEW crowd, and this is nothing against Moxley. I just think Brian Danielson is the better representation for now, but, uh, moving on to rampage two hour rampage. Yeah. I do think one other thing would be a plus of Danielson and that opens up. Because we will be having sometime, I would say in the next six months, we'll have some of the elite back. And I think there's a benefit to a Moxley versus uh, Kenny Omega non-title match. And I want that to be ready and available without it being MJF involved. You know, I there there is one thing to say about AEW. In a lot of scenarios, they do a really, really good job of making the feuds not necessarily about the title. The one that comes to mind for me is Sammy Guevara and and Matt Hardy is a good example. Um, everything Darby Allen does has been a good example. Um, so they've had that in a lot of places. But their top dogs have, for the most part, been about a title in some way, shape, or form. And I'd really just love to see a Moxley-Kenny Omega hatred uh, rivalry. So, um, Before we get to, to Rampage, I've decided it's time to pick another two packs because I want to break. You want to so, open, open them all tonight? Is that what yes. you're trying to do? I said, a I whole two box. boxes. It's 30 so, bucks worth tonight. Man, I'm blowing my load. Come on. Let's do that. <laughs> uh, Dustin, if you're if you're watching, uh, pick two numbers one through four. Okay, Dustin must have tuned away. So we'll just do this. Odds are even. Uh, odds. Okay. One and three. Looks like we've got another redemption. Time to drink. Uh, Hydrate. Ish. I'm actually going to hydrate. I have a Fiji. Bitches. All right, what are we opening? What are we opening? We got, we got, oh, it's so exciting. Oh, Long Johnson. 
NXT rookie card for Julius Creed, one of the Creed brothers. I don't know if that's the one that's going to tear his ACL or not. Uh, yeah, because the other one's bigger and thicker. I don't this, think he does the big, big crazy jump. Yeah, possibly. Uh, this, this is a shitty pack. Uh, Dominic Ooh, Yeah! Mullet Master himself. Omos. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It does redeem itself, though, with its chase card. Ravishing Rick Rude. The guy with his face on his crotch. In that particular picture. In that particular picture. I think he did a lot, though, so it's... Yeah. Sometimes it was his face on his butt. Okay. I got to mute again. I'm going to blow my schnoz, so I may not show my excitement as much as I need to. The hero of Saudi Arabia. Look for him to fucking kill it on uh, Crown Jewel. I think this is our... First, I'll have to check, but I think it's our first. He don't work here no more. Where's he at now? Um, currently, uh, New Japan or its subsidiaries. But he did wrestle recently in Impact. So, um, this this is a good card. If you smell what your card is cooking. And this one, even though it's the Chase card, is not such a good card. Oh, Dana Brooks fun. She deserves better. Can I can I start throwing she deserves better? True story with Dana Brooke. Every time she comes on TV, my wife says, Who's that? And you go, that's Dana Brooke. She's like, I don't remember her. I go, she's literally been here the whole time. Um, oh, really? The next time, she's like, I don't recognize that person. Who's that? And that's Dana Brooke. Your wife, your wife is obviously a Dana Brooke fan and doesn't remember it. Apparently. So, um, I don't remember what I was going to fucking say. Was it about Rampage? No. Hmm. Oh, it was, it was an AEW-related statement. Okay. If we're done with Rampage. We're not done. We haven't started Rampage. Oh, okay. Well, in between, there um, was was a, a contract that didn't get renewed recently. And, on, and before Rampage, I guess, before even Dynamite, we found out that how much fish could a Bobby Fish fry if a Bobby Fish could fry a fish? Apparently, it's himself. It would make an impact in the world. Yes, he fries himself. Yeah, I um, want to leave and go to WWE, and I think that Adam Cole, Bebe, and Kyle O'Reilly will come with me. And then they say no. And they said no. And Tony Khan said, yeah, you can go to WWE. Well, to- Tony Khan said, you're not under contract, so do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, but apparently, Triple H said, wait. Wait, no, you you don't have Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly coming with you? Just you? Just you? Just you. Mm. 
Uh, tell you what, I'm I'm gonna call you right back. So does does he still have um, the fourth member of Roderick Strong? Yeah, yes, he's still Roderick in Strong. he's still in WWE in NXT. Hasn't been used much recently. But he was. I mean, that might have been a reason line. to bring Bobby Fish back if you could put him with Roddy Strong and I don't know, have them be Johnny Gargano's bitches. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think I like Bobby Fish <coughs> as a wrestler. I think he's I just, very skilled. I I, do. I think he thought he, his value was higher than it was. Yes. Here's the thing with and, and with, that causes you to burn bridges sometimes. Yeah, with Bobby Fish. I have never, and again, I like Bobby Fish, but I've never once said, I want to watch that Bobby Fish singles match again. Uh, I have, however, said, I want to watch that Red Dragon match again. I think you've said, I want to watch that Kyle O'Reilly match again. I'm I not have. even going to go to Adam Cole Bay Bay. I have said that I think you said, O'Reilly. I want to see that Kyle O'Reilly I've said that about Ronnie Strong. again. And Roddy uh, Strong yep. and Adam Cole. Bobby Fish is probably the is, weakest link of is, is a sum era. of the parts, right? Uh, he, and he, I'm sure he'll do fine in Impact, and I'm sure he's a happy camper. At least now he feels like he got away with something, you know. Um, and he and feels maybe, like he controlled his narrative. Mm-hmm. But in the end, um. I think he's realizing that his draw, and he might not realize it yet, but he will eventually realize that his draw in terms of main roster was always as part of a group and not as a solo. Uh, And I think if he would have wanted to, he could have probably stayed in AEW because I know they had uh, plans to eventually do an undisputed elite versus the elite eventually, right? They were building up to that, obviously. Uh, Yeah. And so for them to suddenly break up the undisputed elite, it hurts that long-term plan. But along the same line, they can't control whether Bobby Fish resigns, right? They can't. They can control how much they offer him, and if he doesn't take the offer, they go, "Okay, looks like we'll we'll pivot." Pivot. Uh, the reports, however, have it that he went to Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and said, "You need to ask to get out of your contract so we can all go back to WWE together," and that. Their response was something to the lines of, nah, fam, we're good. Um, they're like, no, we're, we're, we're fine here. We, we like it here. So we're going to stay. Which doesn't mean that they won't eventually do that. No, they, they like it here for now, right? Yeah. Everything's a for now. In wrestling, everything is a for now. There is not a single, single member of the AEW roster that would not go to a to WWE if the situation presented itself in the right way, right? Some of them just don't want to do it in the wrong way, right? The only people, the only person that I I can think 
might be AEW for life. Monster. Might be Dustin Rhodes. If only because he had such a career already with WWE. He feels like now it's his role is different. I would suggest that Moxley is AEW for life. Moxley is probably a good good bet for it, but I don't know. I could see the reason five, he named his boom the paradise sh- paradigm shift is because he's pissed off at trips for talking for what he felt was talking down to him. I agree, but at the same point, five years from now, shield up for Hall of Fame. Dude, I am telling you right now that Moxley in five years still wouldn't want to go. I because the paradigm shift thing was again, more than ten years ago. Ten, or it was more than eight years ago. Sorry. Time wounds all heals. That's true. I mean time everybody gets old. Heals all wounds. Uh, in the end, again, do you remember how bad the blood was uh between Double J. Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Double J and WWE. Fucking uh, Alundra Blaze and WWE, right? Uh, eventually, there are two things that can always change. Time and money. The right amount of money and the right time is all it comes down to. And that's the deal with John Moxley. I, I don't think he plans on going back to WWE, but, you know... So let's say five years in the future, he's no longer the top star in AEW, right? Uh, he's been supplanted. We now have fucking uh, Ricky Starks and Jungle Boy and uh, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen at the top of the card, and uh, John Moxley is relegated to a uh, Eddie Kingston-like role, role, right? Uh, comes out, does some some matches, wins with some grit, and then moves on to a different feud. And then WWE comes knocking and said, hey, we want to put the Shield in the Hall of Fame, and we want to reunite the Shield for the Hall of Fame, and then uh, have them do a little mini run on the, on the show. John Moxley, I could see saying yes. I'm not saying I think he will. I'm saying that I I cannot, in my brain, rule it out as a potential. I do not see Moxley as the type to not hold a grudge. Listen, he just became a dad, and and you and I both know becoming a dad changes lots of things. Fair enough. And you start thinking about thinking about mending bridges, thinking about setting examples for your child about how to be the bigger man. You know. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess Goldberg came back, so yeah. the 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 history of WWE is littered with people who had grudges against Vince McMahon or WWE as a whole, who eventually got over them and came back. Um, for runs, for for Hall of Fame, for something, right? So, uh, and that's why I say th- that. I can't even really say that about about uh, Dustin Reynolds, except for one thing, and that is, I think WWE is going to have to get pretty far in the weeds to decide to put Goldust in the Hall of Fame. Uh, 
This is nothing against Gold Dust, but he was a he was a supporting character throughout his entire run. And they need to move through all the main characters before they get to him. And every year there's new main characters for them to get through. You know what I mean? Um, and that's the biggest thing that could get Dustin Reynolds back in WWE. Outside of him, I don't think there's a single name in AEW that was in WWE that I don't think in the right circumstances doesn't go back. Um, it's all about the right circumstances, right? Fucking Lance Archer got wasted in WWE. I don't think he wants to go back. I think he likes the idea of being on his own and all that stuff. But WWE comes and says, hey, we, we want to give you a main roster run. We think you're worthy of getting our championship. We want to have you go out and beat Rock, beat Roman, beat Brock, right? Uh, we want you to be the man. Lance Archer takes that offer as long as the timing's right. So, uh, the, the there's I guess maybe one other name that I don't think goes back to WWE, uh, and that's Sting. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know that he has the time left to do it. I I don't think he has the time. He also knows WWE, based on his experience with them before. WWE doesn't um, particularly like letting 63-year-olds with a history of neck injuries wrestle. What? And so, and I think he, I think he does have bad blood towards the 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 company as a whole for the way they treated him when he came in. I think he felt like they were going to build him up to be this big star and then he started to see that what they were building him up to be is another fucking notch in the wwe belt of look look at this a look at this wcw superstar that we took out right look at how we're better than this wcw guy and then he got injured and never got used again and yeah yeah. I uh I I I would agree that that's probably the case mm-hmm. that they, that he probably won't wrestle for them. Yeah. In fact, I think And he's already in their Hall of Fame, so. Yeah. I think Sting probably feels that if he could go back and do it all again, he probably wouldn't go to WWE. I think he feels mm-hmm. like it, if if he could do it all again, he'd either stay in Impact or retire at that point and then I would uh, say be able to come back whenever he wants to. I feel like there is one particular failure that continues to happen in WWE. And this is anti-trips, which is tough to say. But the returning wrestler to WWE um hold on, there's a criminal alert in my area. Who knows? Well, I, I'm probably going to have to go to, to single ear because this is very close. And partially handcuffed, assaulted an officer. Yeah, I'm at least going to have my ears open and uh, my turn my alarm on. So. Yep. 
anyway, um, going, sorry. Uh, that was uh, weird. <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah, I, I, uh, I believe that, uh, I, I, I think that there is a, a place for trips needed to lose some of the returning wrestler matches mm-hmm. and very often did not. Yep. Well, that's why I think it, here's the thing with, especially with Sting, um, going back a long time, Vince basically decided that the best way to build his product was to show that it was better than the WCW product. And even after he bought WCW and showed that they were the winners of the war, the best way to continue to do it was to have your wrestlers beat the former WCW wrestlers. There are very few former WCW wrestlers that went on to long winning streaks post-buyout. And even pre-buyout, right? You can count on one hand the WCW to WWF uh, changes that were presented as legitimate stars. In fact, you might only need a couple fingers. Chris Jericho being one of them. But after Jericho, Benoit, Eddie. Benoit and Eddie... um, Eddie is the other one. Benoit was really presented kind of like a joke for a while, and then eventually. Um, But, yeah, that's three. Right? Other than that, now, post-buyout, you can then include Booker T in there. Yeah, you can include Booker T. You can include... You can technically include Goldberg if you want. You can put Goldberg there, right? But you can't include DDP... He went from being one of the biggest stars in WCW to a, to a weird stalker angle and then basically not used anymore. You know? Can't include uh, Canyon. You can't really include NWO because they were there before. Mm-hmm. So they were WWE products that went to WCW. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, to, to finish up Rampage, uh, to do Rampage, started off with Sting and Darby Allen versus House of Black. House of Black being, of course, Julia Hart. Uh... Brody King and Buddy Matthews. And Buddy Matthews, we're going to talk about a bit after we mention the match um, because something notable happened in the match, right? Yeah, um, well, after the match. Well, it it actually was the finish of the match. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, but so, um, Sting was handcuffed. Uh, in a chair. Yeah, in a chair. Handcuffed, they're beaten up on him. Uh, and uh, Buddy Matthews was about to hit him again, and the lights go out, and music hits, and the great Muda appears in his final year wrestling. Mm-hmm. This is it, the in great the Muda retirement tour. Yep, um, and reminding everyone, Muda and Sting had a long history of. Rivalries mostly, rivalry matches together. Um, but uh, some of some of both of their best matches were against each other. Um, anyway, do you do you think Muda wants to go out on his back to Sting? Uh, I don't know if on his back to Sting, but that that is the development is the the great Muda final match now includes Sting in it. 
Um, That's cool. So, yeah, I and, think and it, those are this isn't this isn't Ric Flair final match. Muda yeah. Muda can still put it on. Yep, uh, Muda can still put it on, and I also think this is legitimately going to be Muda's final match because I don't believe Ric Flair is actually done. Um, I think his exact words uh, post that event were. I really wish I hadn't said it was my last match. I wish I hadn't said last. So he's already, Flair's already thinking about trying to come back for another. I'm sure he's going to try and squander his way into that Muda. Mm-hmm. Muda but, thing and anybody but else so maybe Muda that. hits the ring, hits the green mist into the eyes of Buddy Matthews, uh, which then allowed Sting to break free. And uh, hit the Scorpion Death Drop on to, I believe, Matthews in the ring and get the win. Um, The news that has come since then is that uh, reportedly the reason they had uh, Buddy Matthews bear the brunt of the Green Mist is that this is them riding Buddy Matthews off TV for at least the, the foreseeable future, but maybe... Forever. This could be Buddy Matthews' last match in AEW, and he may be uh, requesting his release so that he can go back to WWE. Um, We don't know officially if that's the case. That's the speculation that a lot of people have. Um, And there are reasons to maybe believe it. Um, I I still think AEW is the better place for Buddy Matthews. I think he struggled for a long time in... WWE, but he also was a trips guy in in NXT. Um, he also is currently in a relationship with Rhea Ripley, um, and she's the big star on the main roster in WWE. So uh, he could be wanting to go back, so he's on the same touring schedule with his girl, which I understand. I can't make decisions for him. You know, he's He's got his own autonomy. I think it's a bad idea, in my opinion, because I don't think WWE, even under trips, is going to use him in the way that AEW could eventually. But I understand his frustration, uh, feeling like he hasn't been used well yet. Well, in that that House of Black storyline, I mean, Malachi Black leaving, not not that I don't support it. I'm not saying that. Mm -hmm. But it they didn't allow it a proper closure to that storyline. Well, I think they were I trying think Brody, to, build to Brody it. King and, and Buddy Matthews uh-huh. um, needed to needed to turn on him and, and remove him from House of Black. Well jumped I, out, so to say. I, I think I think even more than that now, I think there's more House of Black coming. Uh I think there always has been a plan for more. I think it's important to note that even after the news broke of Malachi Black asking for his, potentially asking for his release. Sabbatical, we'll say. And then taking his time off, uh, potentially released. uh, Reports vary, we'll say. But AEW has trademarked the name House of Black. I think they obviously had bigger plans for it. Um. And I think they're still going to. I think Julia Hart in the House of Black has been really big for her, her career. 
um, especially considering how young her career is right now. Um, and uh, Brody King tweeted out today, I'm not going anywhere, you know? So uh, I'm not leaving specifically is what he tweeted out. So Brody King's not going anywhere. House of Black's going to survive. Brody King and, and Julia Hart. Um, maybe they'll have a funeral for Buddy Matthews. Um, or maybe they'll just let him be off screen for a while and hope people forget. Uh, again, the reports have not specifically said we can confirm Buddy Matthews has asked for his release and been granted. Um, so there's every chance that he has not, and he's just wanting to take some time away. Uh, kind of like Malachi Black said he was doing. We'll find out, right? I think he could fit okay into the stable, though, with Rhea. I, I think he, I think he the, fits the, the thing is, Judgment Day. The thing is, we've been seeing memes all over the internet about how the Judgment Day is just the poor man's house of black. And I think, yeah, he could fit into that because it's effectively the same thing he's do was doing in House of Black. Um, but along the same lines, if he's wanting something more, fucking Judgment Day isn't where to get it. Judgment Day hasn't been booked particularly strong. They haven't been booked to be the monsters that they should be. They they to be perfectly honest, were the victim. Of Vince McMahon. <clears throat> and it's spent the last two months trying to dig themselves out of the hole that Vince McMahon put them in. Where he wanted them to be a supernatural stable and deal with fucking the, the demon. And uh, Damian Priest having two sides to his his uh, personality. The, da the evil demon Damian and the saintly priest side. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, um, I understand that. But here's the I wish him the best wherever he goes. I I personally feel like AEW is the best long-term spot for him. Even if it's not with the House of Black, AEW get, will give him the chance to show off his skills more. But I he's going to make his decision, and I support him wherever he goes. He was one of my favorites in WWE. Wish him the best if he if that's where he chooses to go. WWE, uh, I don't think will use him as well as as they should. And but AEW's got plenty of talent to to make up for if he leaves. So, um, moving on, Action Bronson and Hook versus Daddy Magic Magic and Cool Hand Angela Parker. Um, is it just me or is Action Bronson the second best freestyler in AEW? Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, he wasn't freestyling. He that was a uh, the scripted. Uh, cause Hook's Hook's theme music is a pre-existing Action Bronson track. Oh, it is okay. <clears throat> Action Bronson is a well-known New York rapper. Uh, excuse me. That being said, um, Action Bronson was relatively impressive. Yeah, it wasn't in, bad in his first wrestling match ever. Um. For a chubby guy. For a chubby guy. He did chubby guy work. He, you know, he didn't jump in there and expect to be 
fucking Rey Mysterio doing flips and 619s. He did chubby guy stuff, and then he finished with a version of of uh, the Red Rum, which is just the Taz mission, right? Yes. So um, it was a, it was a good match. Now they put him in there against 2.0, Daddy Magic and Cool Hand, uh, which are <clears throat> very good hands in the ring. You know, very capable of pulling good matches out of pretty much anyone. So. It was a fun match. Uh, moving on. Warjo, which is Wardlow and Samojo, uh, versus Tony Nese and Josh Woods. I deeply enjoyed um, Wardlow getting hit by the title and turning around and just annihilating, oh, what the hell is his name in the blue suit? Uh, uh, Mark Sterling. Yes. Smart Mark Sterling. Yeah, it's it's right up there with when he was taking his uh, ten lashes from MJF and just stood there like they weren't even hurting him, right? Stone faced, and then powerbomb symphony to him again. This is all about building Wardlow up to be a beast, um, having Samoa Joe on his side. I think is good. Uh, Jungle Boy versus Ray Phoenix, barn burner of a match. Great way to establish Jungle Boy um, some more. Uh, and then after the match, Luchasaurus attacking Jungle Boy uh, at Christian's behest was uh, was really good. You know, J- Jungle Boy is is. They're using this to establish Jungle Boy now as a solo star, which is what they've been wanting to do for a while. Um, and then eventually, once uh, uh, Christian's capable, I'm sure they will have a banger of a match where Jungle Boy gets his vengeance on Christian. I'd like to see that be a gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Gauntlet or fucking Iron Man match, something that makes it go for a long time. It doesn't have to be a 60-minute, 30-minute Iron Man match is fine. Yeah. Um, Just something where where we get to see where, uh, where we get to see Jungle Boy overcome Luchasaurus and overcome uh, Christian. I also think that, that this is a good opportunity to eventually build a Luchasaurus solo career. Quite possibly, yeah. But, um, no, it won't be what... For, for a short period of time, even after, even once the feud with Jungle Boy is over, uh, Christian having his, his pet monster, you know, just set him, set him on someone and say, go kill. That's not a bad use for, for Luchasaurus for a while. No. You know. Um, moving on. Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara. Playing on their backstage uh, fight. Um, Sammy Guevara gave a, a promo that said he was going to apologize. Uh, uh, and now he's going to beat the shit out of your fat person or whatever. I can't remember the exact promo, but it was something like that. How you know? dare he fat shame. Um, but the biggest thing that came out of this is something I've been... 
I've been dr- dreaming for AEW to do. It's something that used to happen all the time. Not like every week, but multiple times a year this would happen. In WCW, in WWF, right? The reverse decision. The, uh, the submission hold of some sort put in. Declared a victor. Will not release the hold. Referee reverses the decision and declares the other person the victor. And it's something that I don't know why it went out of favor in professional wrestling. Um, but I'm glad it, it came back for this because it's such a great way to tell this story. Uh, Eddie Kingston hits the spinning back fist, fist and then locks in his submission and gets declared the winner. But he will not release, will not release. So the referee declares that he's reversing his decision and and Sammy Guevara is the winner. So Sammy gets the win because Eddie Eddie Kingston wouldn't Yeah, Eddie still looks like a great fighter, dominant. This is a great way to keep both of them looking strong. Sure. Um, It also can be a great way to kind of backdoor in to the face turns for people. You know what I mean? Uh... I didn't give up. You, you know, you put me in this submission, you wouldn't release. I'm still the victor. So it's going to be interesting to see that, how that comes out. But I, I'm so happy that they did it because there have been so many times they've had it. And I'm talking in WWE with Ronda Rousey locking in the submission and not letting it go. Just doing it every once in a while is enough that it now becomes the threat that you can talk about. He better release that hold or else the referee's going to reverse the decision. He has the hold on. The referee goes one, two, three, four, and you don't release it. Decision gets reversed. So, again, I said this during the first two years of of AEW. The thing is you have to have... Rules matter. You have to have disqualifications happen every once in a while. You have to have countouts happen every once in a while. You have to have things like this happen every once in a while so they can then be used as threats during a match. You know what I mean? Fod- fodder for for the rules, I guess. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so here's the you If you never have a disqualification, then having the referee say... You better release the hold or I'm going to disqualify you. Doesn't exactly feel like a real threat, right? Correct. It's the same thing with this. Release the hold or else I'm going to reverse the decision. If they never do, then doesn't feel like a real threat. Um, Jade Cargo versus Diamante. Um, it's a Jade Cargo match. But something was set up here. Something was set up. Um, Now, I had to school myself a little bit on this um, because the whole thing with rap legend Trina by her side, Diamante, I didn't remember who Trina is. I'll be the first to admit. I didn't either. I'm I'm not big into the 90s rap scene where she came from. I also did not know, apparently, she hosted TRL or co-hosted TRL for a while. Uh, did not know that. 
had to look it up. Uh, some weird wild stuff. That's did not know weird. That. Well, I did not know that. I uh, like wasn't something that I knew. I didn't know she wrestled. She, she's gonna wrestle, huh? Well, I don't know. I mean, she ended up siding with Jade Cargill at the end, um, which could put up her uh, put put up to her wrestling against Jade Cargill. I don't know, but I thought she sided with Diamante. She came out on Diamante's side, but at the end of the match, she sided with Jade Cargill. She turned on Diamante and hit her in the face and sided with Jade Cargill. So it could set up a celebrity match with Diamante versus her. I don't know. I think it was a one-off, probably. She like, didn't look she didn't look like she's been training, which to me implies that this was just kind of a we're we're in New York, let's pull out all the stops sort of a thing. Also very possible. But, um, and then the final match of the two-hour uh, was the Golden Ticket Battle Royal. Um, oh, wait, no, it wasn't the final match because we still had the Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Stark match. Forgot about that. Uh, the Golden Ticket Battle Royal. Um, I'm trying to remember who all was in it because it's not showing up on here. Let me pull it up this way. Okay. Um, We had Ari Davari, Brian Cage, Chuck Taylor, Cole Carter, Dalton Castle with the boys, Danhausen, Daniel Garcia, Dante Martin, Evil Uno, Isaiah Cassidy, Jake Hager, Jay Lethal with Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt. John Silver, Lance Archer, Lee Moriarty with Stokely Hathaway and W. Morrissey out there. Mark Quinn, Matt Hardy, Penta El Zaramiedo, QT Marshall, and Roosh. And uh, number 10, and The Blade, and The Butcher, and Trent. All in this battle royal. Um, with the eventual winner, Hangman Adam Page, the new number one contender. Again, Hangman Adam Page. Um, there were a couple of great spots, including uh, one where um, someone tried to eliminate Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh caught him and put him back into the ring. And then shortly thereafter, Hangman Page went to eliminate Jay Lethal and like looked like he was going to throw him out and then realized Satnam Singh was right there. So turned and threw him out of, over a different uh, rope. It was kind of a good moment, in my opinion. But, uh, but yeah, so it was a good good overall match. I mean, nothing super special about it. Um, kind of, I don't know, kind of feel like Hangman Page might not have been the best choice to win at this point, just because do we really want to see another Hangman Page versus Moxville, Mox, Moxley match? But I don't, I don't know if I'm ready I mean, for. They haven't been bad matches between them. 
they haven't been bad matches. It's just what what's what's been one of the things that we've given WWE crap for a lot recently. Prior to the w- same matches over and over, and doing over the same again. matches over and over and over again. And in fairness, this is the same match over and over and over again here. Um, I I think that so again, yet another potential setup here. Um, MJF versus Adam Page sells better. I for I originals. Uh, you what? I would I would agree in my opinion. Yeah. For for the AEW fan, I'm not saying for the casual fan. Obviously, Mox sells better. But the the AEW fan, um, that's not a bad. That's I don't know, man. Like I also really like Adam Page having one match in between. So Adam Page beating Mox, having a match between the MJF Adam Page match, and um, that in between match being one. Brian Danielson. Yeah. I guess in the grand scheme of things, my my thoughts are this: <clears throat> if we wanted it to be Hangman Page versus Mox uh, versus MJF in the end, then in the tournament you set Hangman Page up to win, and then the final of the tournament would have been Mox versus Hangman Page for the championship. And yeah, cuts a step but- out of this. Long long term booking, bud. Long term booking's fine. I think this is better long term booking. Because it doesn't have weird steps in the middle. Then you have <coughs> Hangman Page come out of Grand Slam as the champion. I don't I um, like I like and we've talked about it before, but I like the idea of the title moving more. I and... I know you do like the thing is I don't think this movement helps it. Like, I think Moxley was already established, so putting it on Moxley didn't help the the title any more than it did. Putting it back on Hangman, and then having Hangman have some have a good two months of reign before losing it, I think that's the better better storyline for long term booking. It still would only be about a two month reign. It's still bouncing the title around. Um. I just think that it's from a storyline standpoint, it's kludgy to have him lose to Danielson. Danielson loses to Moxley. Then he becomes number one contender and then win it. <clears throat> from a storyline standpoint, it makes more sense for him to have the, the big victory in the tournament and then lose it to MJF. I think it establishes it better for MJF um, in that respect. I just think it's kludgy storytelling. That's my thing. Anyways, but and I don't. I mean, I don't disagree. I just think that that I think the quality movements is is a is a thing. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they've shown to do that. I think we're now. Frankly, I think what's going to happen is we're going to see Hangman Page lose again, and uh, we're still going to see MJF versus uh, Moxley at Full Gear. And it makes me sad. Hmm. Final match of the night was a lights out match. Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks. Um, I've said it before. Ricky Starks is a star. He's a fucking star. Okay. This This was a great match. This was great from the beginning. It was everything it should have been. 
Um, there was the time where Ricky Starks got uh, dropped back first onto the backs of two chairs set up back to back. That to me looked like Powerhouse just killed him. Um, and for Ricky Starks to make it out of that and still win looked fucking great. Yeah, I would agree. This was this was a great match. Great match. Helped set Ricky Starks. I mean, here's the deal. Powerhouse and Ricky Starks are both the AEW originals. Having them in the main event in a lights-out match that also, importantly, <clears throat> was not a bloodbath. It wasn't even the bloodiest thing on uh, Grand, Grand Slam. That was Britt Baker's face, right? This thing, I mean, it was, it, for a lights-out match, it wasn't bloody. It was everything. It was brutal. I loved it, so. Agreed. But that is the end of AEW for the week. Um, okay, I mean, I hope it's not the last we see in AEW of, of Buddy Matthews. It might be. I hope it's not, but I, I frankly, I hope uh, Matthews and Malachi Black take off the time that they need, come back in a few months rejuvenated, even if it's six months, rejuvenated, got their minds set, and then House of Black comes back with a vengeance. Um, that's what I hope. On that note, final two packs to open. Okay, open the last two. Because um, it's almost time to end this one way or another. And I need to see the rest of my packs. But do, do you think Bobby Fitch does well? I think I think he's going to do fine in Impact. You know, I don't think... I... I think again we said he bought into his own hype too much, and uh, impact never, is ever disagree with that. A impact is unfortunately probably the best place for him because if he went back to WWE without the rest of Undisputed Era, lost in the shuffle. What what do you do with Bobby Fish in WWE without the rest of Undisputed Era? Boy, Not the only yeah. thing you could do is like you said, put him with Roddy Strong and have them be minions to someone else, which, frankly, I don't think uses Roddy or Bobby Fish to their best use. But what else do you do? Do you have them chase around the 24-7 championship? Well, we haven't seen that in, like, three weeks, so three months, maybe. I don't know. So I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know what you do with them, so. Okay, first. Farouk. Farouk. So, am I the only person on this planet that gets upset about the existence of the concept of Farouk instead of instead of uh, oh my gosh, what's his real name? Um, Ron Simmons. Yes, Ron Simmons. Farouk, because they they squandered him as Farouk. Which I can't, you can't say it's squandered because it, it introduced the rock, but I think it's it's an example of WWE not sometimes knowing what they have, right? Farouk, we've mentioned before, 
First black world champion. First black world champion for a major, right? Should have come into WWE at that time and been a big star. Was temporarily presented as a big star alongside Sonny. Mm -hmm. And then fucked off to a gimmick based on race and yeah and then eventually was able to come back from it and become ron simmons yeah you know in in the athletics and whatever but uh i don't know it's just an interesting card to have pulled a card of michael cole well he is undefeated at wrestlemania Uh uh-huh a handy rookie card to have pulled. Ooh. Newest member of the bloodline. And that's that's an actual rookie? Uh-huh. They have a marked RC rookie card. And then my I think this is technically a silver or maybe it's prismatic, I guess. Yo, yo, with her old spelling because you know, of course, they can't do her new spelling. They didn't have time to do that. Yo, sky. Last pack of this. Oh, I'm getting a little bit closer with the bloodline. Ooh, boy, if you have a Roman in a in a. Was that Jay that you just had? That was Jimmy. So I need Jay and Roman, and then Sammy. Well, that that would only be an honorary card. <laughs> so, interesting... Printed on tissue paper. Interesting card to have pulled here. You have duplicates. It is, not, it is not actually a duplicate, though. It's important to note, because the first one... Was one of the uh, hollow ones. I'll see you. Oh, yep. They're indeed different. I mean, it's the same pose, the same card, but this one has the uh, orange hollow to it. But why I say it's really interesting to have pulled that one is my last two cards. From this pack, God, my eyes itching. Sorry, my last two cards. Really, are in the same pack. In the same pack, back to back. Yeah, other other than the podcast, I wonder. I wonder if they have. That's proofs. fucking crazy. And they're both the orange hollows. Fucking crazy. That's knocking futs. That's what that is. But so aside from pulling Lawler and Dominic. You're fairly pleased. And and fucking Omos. It wasn't the worst overall. Now next time we'll see if this one can best it. The one I'm hoping to pull. Right there in the middle. 
Cody. The roller coaster. Roller coaster. Jeez. You're so weird sometimes. Hey, MJF created that phrase. I'm just quoting him. But anyways, we've gone for over two hours. We've talked a shit ton of wrestling. We've uh, given my opinions, given your opinions on shit that's made wrestling headlines this week. And we will be back in a couple days with a fantasy booking challenge. Um, so if you liked this, make sure to give us a like, share, and subscribe. Um, especially on uh, Twitch, where it airs live. Uh, if you are a Prime member, you get a free subscription every month. Toss that our way. Free. Doesn't cost you a thing. Uh, helps us out greatly. Also, we've got uh, our merch store. Uh, we've actually got two right now. The Stream Elements merch store and the uh, uh, Spreadshirt merch store. Either one of those has merch up. Nice thing with the Stream Elements one, if you buy it while we're alive, it pops up on screen that you bought. And we get to say, woo, woo, woo. Also, fun thing about uh, having both available is there's more selection. So if you go to one, go to the other. Yep. There are things that are exclusive to each individual store. So, yep. Including but, um, the Sasha Bear Bear, which the we... Sasha Bear Bear. If she would please hurry up and come back, then we can know that we can send her a Sasha Bear Bear. Sasha Bear Bear Bear. But, but yeah, make sure to check out our merch store. Uh, again, subscribe to us. If you're listening to this or watching this on the replay, these do go up on YouTube after after a certain amount of time. They do go up on our regular podcast page after a certain amount of time. So you can still do it there, but I highly recommend, highly recommend you head on over to twitch.tv slash rawandorderwbu and follow us there so you get notified when we go live and you can be here for our live stream talk to us interact with us during that i miss uh, fernando i do miss fernando stupid stupid fernando couldn't figure out how to do the stupid twitch anyways if you want to follow us on the social medias you can follow me at raw and order wbu like it shows right down there uh that's on Twitch that's on uh, face uh, on Twitter on TikTok on Instagram but not on Facebook where it's at Pissant Podcast because Facebook is weird. You can follow D A Fabe at D A Vincent K Fabe right there on the Twitter only. Mm-hmm. Um, and the links to that is all going to be in the the uh, uh, channel description and all that stuff. The, the also known as the doobly doos. The doobly doos. It's just not right underneath this video. But on that note, we're going to go ahead and close the book on the Wrestling Booking Unit. Thank you all for listening. We will see you soon. Bow, wow, wow, wow.